Welcome everyone. We're about to begin. That's Hashem BPM number 78. That's by screen share for men. Share number 78. Um, there's a great book called The Truth About Love by Pat Love. And we started talking about it last week. And we're going to talk now about the misconceptions that people have about marriages, about what happy, stable couples are like that creates in us a doubt in our minds or us being upset and disillusioned and disheartened that actually hurts our marriages terribly because of those wrong hashkafes about it and things that are very, very normal and just needs to be worked through and then you can work through it and thrive. Many think are the end of the world or this is a proof that this marriage is off or I'll never connect with my husband and wife and it creates a great amount of problems. So these are some of the misconceptions that people think that happy, stable couples, that number one, they never argue. They never argue. False. They could argue. They could have conflicts. And a healthy marriage is to learn how to communicate with respect and with love and how to handle those conflicts. Also, they believe that happy, stable couples are not dependent on each other. That's also not true. There needs to be a certain healthy dependence on one another. Not totally dependent, which is codependent or totally dependent, which is not healthy. There needs to be a certain independence between the two, where they lead their own lives in certain ways, because they're separate individuals. But they are dependent in each other in many, many ways, and it's important that they are. Consider it sort of like two circles that are not side by side where they're separate, but they're not like totally one in the other where they're like one, but sort of like crossing over, like a two circles cutting into each other where you have three spaces now. You have the space of one circle alone, an area there in that circle, an area that in the other circle also alone, and then there's the common denominator, that middle part where both circles are in that space. In that, there is a dependence of a certain degree. With that, there is a connectivity. And the fact that, um, you know, that there's a dependence is a healthy thing in that balanced way. Another misconception is people believe that they should both want sex equally. Otherwise, if I wanted more and you wanted less, that means you don't love me that much. Or if I wanted less and you love it, you wanted more, that means you're being very selfish and unreasonable and it defines you as a negative, animalistic, uh, self-centered person. These misconceptions, because of the lack of balance of the libidos, of one wanting the sexual aspects more than the other, um, that creates a lot of confusion. So it's not true. Healthy, good marriages, wonderful marriages, um, with many, many couples, they do not want sex equally. Very often, one wants it a lot more, a little more or a lot more than the other one. And in healthy marriages, they learn how to work out a happy medium between the two, um, where they're have that space where they really are connected that way and they understand each other and they give to each other and they fulfill each other's needs. At the same time, the one that needs it more indeed gets it more freely and lovingly. 
but the one who wants it less gets from the one who wants it more a certain level of a boundary where they give of them to allow them to not have not feel that pressure and allow them that space when needed and in a loving way and not in a resentful way and they work it through with each other that happy stable covers never get angry or upset at each other also a false notion or that they get all their needs needs met also a false notion that's a big one because this is something in our self-centered type generation is we believe that our needs all should be met okay uh, you know whatever it is it's a given my, my wife's supposed to be cooking and baking and doing all these things even though she works part-time too it's just an accepted fact you know and she should always again going back to the sexual aspects when i want the sex she should always have my needs met the wife also has very often these unrealistic expectations i need this and that or i want this and this gift or i need this and this thing to spend on it should be met automatically and it's not always the case another misconception is the sharing responsibilities equal this 50 50 type of notion never is like that each one gives a hundred percent of what they could Sometimes it's 20%, 80%. Sometimes it's the other way around. Um, you know, depending on the circumstances, the capacity of what can be done, how their lives are like. So again, this concept, misconception of sharing responsibilities equally never is equal. It needs to be worked out. And, when, and happy couples, stable couples, get it worked out. Here is a big one. Happy, stable couples are never lonely or they never feel lonely. This is not true. Very important thing to understand, especially with some personalities, they could have the most beautiful, wonderful marriages. And yet there will be stages in their life, even when they're not estranged. Like you could say sometimes in the Nida period where they're physically separate, there'll be a certain level of loneliness. At least you could comprehend that. Or when there is... um some distance happening or some stress that you feel lonely because you have a hard time communicating right now also makes sense. But the chiddush here is, is that when you have a marriage that is going on all cylinders even, where they're communicating freely and they're intimate with each other freely and they are together often. And in the Torah period, let's say right now in the... They work it out, that particular couple, they, they sleep on the same bed, and they're not lonely in that sense, and they're not alone in that sense, and they still feel lonely. It's normal. With many personalities, this loneliness or aloneness is normal. In truth, we are alone in the world. The Chayvah Salvavis talks about it, no matter what. There's certain aspects of our personality and who we are that no one understands except HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself, and no one else. No one else can comprehend it. That's just the way of the world. That's just the way it is. And to say that there's something off with my marriage because I feel lonely, that you, husband, wife, cannot fill that loneliness, that means there's something wrong with our relationship or something wrong with you. You're lacking that ability to fill me, that I don't feel so alone or afraid is very often false. Uh, Any individual will have to cope 
with certain degree of loneliness in their lives, with certain amount of fear or feeling that they fully... Yeah, part of this, by the way, is is that they don't feel fully misunderstood. And here's another thing. You could have the greatest marriages. There'll be aspects, either because of the male-female difference or simply because they're two different individuals, that they won't fully, fully, fully get the other person. No matter how much they try to be in their other person's shoes, you'll never fully be in the other person's shoes. That creates a certain degree of loneliness. And that loneliness is normal. There's nothing wrong with the marriage when there are these bouts of loneliness where you could be in a crowded room. Sometimes people say they're by a simcha and everything's wonderful. Then their wives there and right now or the husbands and they're having a great relationship with them now. It's not a problem in the marriage and the kids are there and there's, it's a big simcha and yet there'll be bouts of time where you feel a deep loneliness. It should be talked about, discussed, worked through between yourself and a mentor may perhaps or a coach or someone, a close friend, but that does not and I repeat, it does not reflect on the quality of your marriage. You should be married to a beautiful, wonderful person, yet there's certain subject matters, there's certain issues that you have in your neshama that, that it just simply, you know, there's a lack of connect, understanding there between the two through no fault of either one of them. And they have to just learn how to handle that the right way. And not spiral downward from it and not be shaken by it. But recognize that that's the case. Again, that they always agree. Not true. Simple, just like never argue. That they think alike, this is a big one. They don't think alike. Very often they think very differently. They could have wonderful, beautiful, close, connective marriages, even though they think even very differently. Sort of couple, something that's very humorous. Some feel like they're mamish brother and sister. They're so connected in their way they think, and they're so alike that they're mamish like brother and sister in that sense. They think alike, or think very similarly, but but fascinating, even in the same culture, two people from the same chassidus, from the same group, a husband and wife, they think very often very, very differently, and yet they thrive. They learn how to cope. They have common hashkafas to a certain degree to raise a house. But they could get along. Here's the Chiddush. You could be mechan- they both may even have a very different view on how to be mechanic their own kids, which sometimes could cause a conflict, but doesn't necessarily have to be that way. They could work it through on a practical level how to do it for the most part and get along with it and work fine, even though they have vastly different hashkafas on particular subjects. There's nothing wrong with that, and it's perfectly okay. Another thing is very often to explain this this misconception that happy, stable couples never get bored. Also false. We will talk later. We mentioned it in other shiurim, but she has a great chapter on infatuation, which happens sometimes in the early stages of marriage or while dating. And then that goes away, and now you're in that, oh, I'm not so excited anymore. What happened? You know, that... And then you do get bored sometimes. You get bored from your lifestyle. You get bored from just being in the same routine the same time. And frankly, and it could happen even in the Torah period. And this is also normal by them just bringing it up. Yes, it's true that the Nida period, the Rameer says it, comes because every time you go 
to the mikvah. It should be like, and, and, and any time there's a new union, it's like a new wedding, so to speak. An excitement and a new renewal. So number one is even that is a misconception. To think that always you're going to be on cloud nine for every monthly or whatever cycle it is when there's a mikvah and that the husband and wife are equally excited about each other and excited about it like like all times is also not a healthy thing to have that expectation. It's ideal. It's something to work towards. But if they're very often, besides the fact that mikvah days, you can have very hectic days, stressful t- days, so you go through what you need to go through and it's already leil tefillah, it's mikvah night, and the feelings are not so strong in that particular night, and it does not necessarily mean that there's anything wrong. You have healthy, stable, loving couples. If they were tired or had a tough day or they're in a matziv or whatever it is, and they're not as excited or even less so about their, you know, okay, now they're together, but fine, it's more like routine-like, not to get bent out of shape, not to think the world is turning over or there's something wrong in the marriage. It's also part of life. It takes, okay, we, we, they acknowledge we're stressed, we, we have other, other things on our mind or there's other things going on. We try our best with this and, and we, you know, there's ups and downs with that, just like there's ups and downs in all areas of life. Another big one, that they always know what the other person wants. No, they're not mind readers. They're not mind readers. Now here, to be honest with you, and talking to men in this particular share right now, this is more of a problem with women, that they explain, you know, they, 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 they make an assumption, they get upset at you because, because they expect that you to read their minds. Now, for you, for us men, we need to explain to them, this is our achrayas. Our achrayas to explain to them is, in a nice way, in a humble way, and believe that these type of shiurim I will be giving from this material to the women, it'll be a little, not the same time, so I think later in sequence, but they will learn all this, and I will tell them this. Don't assume your husband is a mind reader. Sometimes he has to be clued in on things, otherwise he won't know. Even if you think the husband should have thought to get the flowers for you. But if he's the type that's forgetful, don't get bent out of shape, but remind him, you know, right before Yantiv, and he'll remember and he'll do it. A lot of things that, 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 so that's something that you, us as husbands, could explain to our wives. We want to help, we want to do good, we want what you want, but sometimes it doesn't come out clear because you assume, you make an assumption that we should know something and we have to acknowledge it. we're not always, when men are men, we're not always that way, that so in tuned with that. Sometimes you need to spell it out. What do you really want? What do you really need? And when you do that, everything changes. I'll be, I'd love to help. I'd love to do more. Whatever's bothering you, I'd like to resolve that. But you need to spell it out. And they make the assumption of being a mind reader. But it applies to us also. We do the same things to our wives. We expect them to be our mind readers. Men, it's also a problem a lot because men don't like to express what they need. They don't like to. So either they say, ah, I'll just forget about it. It's not worth talking to my wife about it, which is also a mistake because it's better to talk to your wife about it and explain why it's important to you. And 99% of the time, she'll be happy to give what you need. But you have to express it. So, And men are more reserved that way. So this mind reading of always know what the other person wants is not true. And also they think that in happy marriages you can resolve all problems. No. None of these statements are true. 
you cannot resolve all problems. You'll learn how to deal with even unresolvable problems in a very deep way. All this information of these misconceptions, these are causes of so much shalom problems and actual divorces, the lack of knowledge and skill. How could, we, how could we not teach these type of things in the late high school years? Not wait for chas and kala teachers to do this. And in life also, there's a lot of this applies in real life of any ben adam l'chaveirai, not just the husband and wife. How much damage could have been avoided if these lessons are taught all along? And that's the idea Understanding the true nature of what healthy love is, what healthy marriage is supposed to be, solves so many problems. To realize that, yes, you could argue, but you could argue respectively. Yes, there are aspects where you need to be dependent on each other. Yes, there are libido and sexual differences between uh, husband and wife. And acknowledge that, but then work through it, and you could come up with a happy medium. Every couple has that ability to come to a point where, just put it frankly, the one that wants sex a lot, he'd be happy or she'd be happy to have it daily, every night. And they have to learn that that's not the case. They Realistically, you can't. You have to accommodate that other person that just, well, plots. You know, that's not, you know. And the other one that says, ah, well, once a week, everything good. Also not, right? You learn how to work it through you're fully, fully in a happy medium with you given to each other. We had shiurim on this. We could continue Bez Hashem giving different nuanced shiurim on this. That you won't get all your needs met. You just work on helping each other getting in our needs. Responsibilities shift sometimes. There'll be a loneliness sometimes. There'll be boredom sometimes. And it's all okay. It's all good. You could thrive. And you could really have a beautiful, beautiful marriage. Bracha and Hatzlacha.